Welcome back to The Risk Report. This is episode number 89, and today I have a very, very special guest. She is an incredibly talented singer, songwriter, rapper, the beautiful Cleo Jador. Ooh, hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. I just want to say I really appreciate you swinging by and doing this. You're welcome. I really appreciate you having me. This is fun already. Yeah, it's fun. I got to tell you that when I first uh, met you, which mm-hmm. was, I don't know, a month ago, maybe a little more, mm-hmm. and you went up and you sang, I was like put in a trance. <laughs> I was seriously put, I was, I sat in the seat <laughs> at the bar and I was put in a trance because you have such a tremendous voice. Oh, thank you. You're not. I'm serious. It, it was fucking dope. <laughs> It was dope to see that. And I told you that night, if you remember, I told you that you you reminded me a little bit about Janis Joplin. Did you, you end did. Up, did you end up listening to some of her music? No, I didn't. Oh, Janis yeah. Joplin. I'm going to send you like a couple songs after this so you can jam too. What's her most um, notorious song? Um, Maybe Ball and Chain. But she was in the 60s. Um, it's part of that like 60s, 70s rock, Jim Morrison, that era. Mm-hmm. So the doors. And, but she had this blues soul singing to her, but mm. over rock music. Mm. And maybe that's what reminded me or where I, where I kind of heard that a little mm. bit with mm-hmm. you. Cause you were playing with these guys that are rocking out for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a, an Aretha Franklin cover. Right. It still had some rock to it, yeah. like a rock vibe. Yeah, and, they tend uh, to do that. They tend to get creative. Yeah, they get, they get to get, yeah. Yeah, give you a different sound. Yeah. So, yeah, you really got to listen to her because I'd love to hear you do a cover of her songs. That would be All incredible. Right, no doubt. I she will. had a lot of free range in her songs. You'll hear it. She yeah. Was, she was high as fuck. She was tripping on heroin probably and doing <laughs> LSD. Yeah. I yeah. just need whiskey. And, and She was doing that too. Definitely yeah. a whiskey drinker. And I'm good to go. No, yeah. I'm good to go. I'm free range as well. I like to have fun with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing the the videos you've been putting out, the vlog, mm-hmm. the process. Okay, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? You know what I do? Um, I've been having fun with that. Shout out to Gypsy Hayes. Um, she's my videographer. Um, I've been running around. I've been doing this a while, and even before I found Soul Fam, I was just recording, writing, coming up with songs, and just kind of quiet for quite some time. I started, um, what, in 2008, and I wrote this song, Goodbye, and I had fun with it. I was in a group called Dream Notes, and it was... It was cool. It was fun. And, but I was overwhelmed. I was trying to figure out how to be an adult mm-hmm. and pursue music. 
And so I had to go to nursing school. And from that time, there was the recession and having to go through a lot of ups and downs and like learn myself and how to like overcome, like, you know, kind of like adulthood boot camp. Yeah. Adulthood boot camp. Yeah. That's what I'll call it. Like just learning life. So the more you go through it, the more you recognize as an artist, like there's always going to be highs and lows. Like you think you suck. You think you're you're never going to make it. You think what's the point. And then there are times where you're like, this is, I'll never stop doing this. I'll do this for the rest of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So you think that like you have these highs and lows. And for me, I just started to realize like, this is the process. And I feel myself just really starting to get more sure-footed about how I move as an artist and as a businesswoman because I want to make this lucrative for myself and for the people around me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm starting to learn how to navigate my way through. And I'm like realizing, okay, well, I'm a nurse. I have no kids. I'm single. This is the best time like, yeah. to put to invest into myself. So I just I always tried to vlog myself. So I had a camera and all of that, or I used my phone and it never really came out and I wasn't able to be consistent. But this time around, I decided to learn and utilize the word delegation. So I delegated the job to Gypsy Hayes and now she's capturing me in the studio, living life, um, going out to events. She captured me at Soul Fam. Um, she captured me at Bumble Fest with Matt Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's seeing, I want people to, to kind of see what I'm about and really see my personality, who I am, how much I love this and how much I'm willing to put in the work. And I want other artists to get a glimpse of what it looks like. Okay. Like if we're going to be putting out content, let's make it of quality. Let's be, I want to be authentic. I want to show myself because one thing I love hearing the most, the most reward, rewarding part about this is how much I am able to inspire others, mm-hmm. which is the brand. So that's what the process is about to capture me still growing as a person and then even deeper growing as an artist yeah. and what the process looks like as an, as, as I evolve as a person and as I write my music and okay, this is what it looks like. And then this is really actually the actual process in the studio. So with so many meanings to the process, Yeah. when I put, when I've labeled that yeah. as far as the, as the, as far as it goes for the name of the vlog, do right. you get what I'm saying? No, I do. So yeah. 100%. So it's just, that's what the process is about is to show so many different sides, sides of exactly what I mean by the process. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it reminds me of that quote, um, where people, it takes 10 years, you know, to really like, till people see you that, I don't know. I'm or obviously 10,000 hours. Yeah. The 10,000 hours, but people don't see all that hard work mm-hmm. that one puts in. They just see that end result. Mm-hmm. Right. And that I love that. That's what you're doing with these, the process and the, the videos and the mm-hmm. vlogs mm-hmm. and your music, mm-hmm. because we do all have that as artists and mm-hmm. coming up when you are, are an artist, you have this idea, you see the end result. You still haven't experienced the fucking 10 years that it takes to end, get to the end result. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so you, you have that view and 
you're just working towards it. And that's where all those, all these things that you talk about, you learn throughout it, the ins and outs, the push and pulls that music tends to have where, you know, there's down times and then there's times where it's just booming and you're making music all the time or writing songs. And I've always viewed that. I've been lucky in the sense that I've always viewed music as a very like natural organic thing that I could do where if I wasn't writing songs, yeah, obviously I feel a little off that I'm not writing songs or Mm -hmm. something at that time, but you're living life. And I always looked at it as like, you need to live life and experience things so that then you can, when you are tapped in, you can bring that forth. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Like that. It's all a part of making the the art great yeah um because otherwise what else are you gonna fucking say yeah i used to beat myself up when i wasn't writing songs i used to get on myself and but then i realized to ease into that to to submit to those periods of times like where i just have to chill out and just live life because then i come back and i realize oh i have now more words and more of a story to tell when I'm writing this song now and that song, you know, okay, I learned in this area, like I might have a song, I write the verse, the hook, and I don't know exactly what to say for the, maybe the second verse in the bridge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I might write a song and come back to it even a year later. Yeah. I mean, honest. how many unfinished songs do we got? It's probably yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been prolific always with writing and, um, like right now, I probably have enough to make a whole new album, and I've been writing lots of stuff, but I just want to plan it out better. Now that I have more knowledge in music, I mm-hmm. guess, and experienced it more, now I want to kind of take my time and try and put out the best thing I could put out mm. before I'm just throwing shit at the wall yeah. all the time, you know? Yeah. So the second I get a chance to record, that's it. Like. Mm. Because you have that end result of I got to pop, I got to do this. Meanwhile, you're living life and, you you know, 10 years does pass and you then you look back and you're like, well, I've been successful in music this whole time. Mm-hmm. Look at the people we get to meet. Yeah. You know, look at the, the, the vibes we get to we share in this on. experiences, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a very special we're life. In the, and we're, I, I stop, I'm able to, especially like the get down, we just had to get down. Um you get to have those moments where you stop and you look around and you're like, Oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we have this yeah. idea of making it or it looking a certain way for us, what we define as success. But like, if you're able to have good health and pursue what you have always wanted to pursue in different avenues and aspects of our lives, like you, the being in the present moment is important because it's like, it doesn't get any better than this right here right. and right now. Because even if, like, let's say you make it and you're doing big stages, you're not going to get to experience what you'd experience at that, you know, like the get down the Mm -hmm. same way again. You'll never have that moment exactly again. It's all a beautiful journey. Yeah. It's nice to go to the open mics and just, you know, and just, I don't think you'll find this kind of collective soul fam everywhere, you know? No. Yeah, that's why I found it really interesting when I moved up here. That's mm-hmm. like, man, I how I I somehow get in with these circles mm-hmm. because before it was in I was in Boca, mm-hmm. and I met Trey from just happening to go to an open jam, mm-hmm. and 
that back then Funky Buddha at uh, in Boca, I want to say 2015, 2016 mm. to like 2017, 18, it was just every every Monday it was open jams and people were jamming like that. Like it had that special energy mm. that I've only seen here at Hullabaloo mm. again, you know, years later. So I wow. feel very honored to be a part, part of this of and, and get to meet making. you, you know, yeah, I get, get to, to listen you. to you. Because you're quite the force as well. I hope I saw so. You I just hope people night. enjoy you it. You saw me. That's I was right. like, this guy, yeah, like this you, you killed mustache. it. <laughs> yeah. They already had you. Like how long had you been coming by then? Like how many weeks? Because, you know, I wasn't there. I work a lot. So that was my first time. That was your first time that night? Yeah. And before that, I hadn't performed in two years. Seriously? Seriously. And they played for you like that? Yeah. I felt like they'd known you before. Oh, shit. Yeah. So what was interesting was that I moved out here. I'd be going out and stuff. And Mm -hmm. Trey was telling me, dude, hullabaloo, open jams. You got to come. So then over the summer when I was off of work, Mm -hmm. I started coming. I think I went two, three weeks in a row. Oh, to to listen and get a vibe. Oh, so I'd see Trey and Trey'd be like, "Dude, sign up!" And I'd yeah, be like, and I'd I just hang around, go back to the other bar or whatever. Okay, so I was like feeling feeling it out, and it took me a while, and then it hit me. It was like, "Yo, I haven't performed with Trey in years. Mm. Maybe he wants me to perform with him." I was thinking the whole time, like, "Damn, I want to perform with Trey, but I'm yeah. being too much of a pussy." Uh. And then I thought about it like shit, maybe he misses maybe he misses me rapping over him. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So I went up. And that's You're what drove me to go. It. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I had so much anxiety. Yeah, I bet. I hadn't performed in two years and I never had that anxiety when I perform. I get serious anxiety when I perform. Yeah. Yeah. I have to drink. I like to get a drink right. before because I don't know. The last I do time too. I did it sober, I get this burning sensation in my stomach it's really i don't Mm. know what it is it's weird yeah i don't know it's it's a nerve-wracking thing to go up and and pour your soul out for people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but you're an incredibly talented singer i don't i can't really i doubt i don't feel that way now i'm getting better because i practice it here and shit but um people tell me and i just don't believe right maybe i have the same mindset (laughs) But no, it's fucking wild, dude. Yeah. Your voice is like really, really wild. Thank you. Um, I just think y'all are lying. No, no. But we're not. <laughs> but I understand you because I have a similar vibe too. Like I have a similar feel. Oh, of, like they um, don't know music. <laughs> but they do, right? Because it's like people like Trey, we listen, we look at people like Trey and Matt and you show them a song for two seconds and they'll spit you out something crazier. And you're like, dude, what? this is this is a musician. Like, <gasps> this is a next level. And so you think about them, and it's it. like, I wanna, I just wanna be able to do as good. That, I hope I'm know? doing as good as you guys. Exactly. Like, am I? Exactly. They're amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, should I even be up here with you guys? Like, that's oh. the vibe for sure. But I yeah. guess on the other end, I see it, and you know, you really do deserve to be up there with them or with your own Thank band. You. you know. Thank you. I appreciate it. And so if people are getting that from me too, then like I said, it's just something that pulls us in yeah. for some reason. It's meant to be. And we're here to make music. Right. Yeah. We're yep, hitting yep, them yep. in a different, yeah. you know, we're touching something inside. Yeah. I, think. That's I what definitely it is. believe so for sure. 
I'm excited to be a part of it. Something magical happening. So for you, when did music start? Out the womb. Out the womb? Yeah. I just was singing. I wake up and sing. I go. I was in music class. I had music class. I was always in private school for the most part. And um, they always implemented music, of course. And um, I was, yeah, I just was always singing. I wake up singing. Hmm. Um, I'm still trying to get my song back in the morning. Sometimes I went through like traumatizing things that just had me like, I just stopped singing in the morning, but I used to always just wake up singing. I can't help it. Like everybody in the house would have to yell at me and tell me to shut up. <laughs> Cause, Cause it was just, all yeah, I'm just always singing. Yeah. I like, it's just my heart singing, mm-hmm. singing. Yeah. yeah. So it's something that just exhumes us, you know, like, it's, yeah. It's a constant thing. Yeah. What fun. about recording? You said 2008, you started writing songs, right? Which uh, is I was writing songs since I was nine. Um, okay. And I, write, I wrote poetry. I was in, uh, I did spoken word in high school. And then okay. I thought I was going to be a psychologist and a psychiatrist, I should say. Do the whole nine years, get my PhD, went to FAMU. So I went to FAMU, did like one year. And just realized this is not what I want to be doing. This is what I, I was told I should be wanting to be doing. Yeah. So I just thought about what was it that I always wanted to do, like my childhood dream. And it was singing. But then I was like, I'm not going to sing. I'm just going to go be a plus size model. So I came back with the intention of being a plus size model. But then I was like listening to songs on the radio. And I was like, I could do better than this. Mm-hmm. And I really remembered my dream. And I'm like, I should really just go for it. Had friends who rap. Their name, um, Oliver. What was his name? Osalone. Osalone. Technical difficulties with Matt Rose. Okay. A guy named OMG Ray. And um, I forgot the other guy's name. But um, yeah, they were rapping. And then like I came back from college and my friends were still rapping. Two of them, Osalone and Rel B. And uh I started recording with them and that's when I recorded the song goodbye that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And it was the one song that I had for like four years. And oh, you were just I went sitting to go on be it. a nurse. Right. And that's when I uh started recording Long Live the Queen mm-hmm. while I was a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um I slowly but surely was like it was working at seven eleven overnights. Wow. Did karaoke, a karaoke event, won four hundred dollars. To get my first, I mean that shows you right there that you my... were fucking good. <laughs> you don't just they ain't just fucking giving four hundred dollars I mean, to any old regular voice. You know what I mean? I, I, I just, yeah, no. Yeah, it's good to be. It's good that that mindset keeps us humble and grounded. Yeah. You know, but they're they're definitely not gonna give a uh, four hundred dollars to no regular voice. This is a special voice. Thank you. I'll take it. I'll just, yeah, thank you. (laughs) But you know what? Now I'm thinking, now I'm reflecting back with Trey because I've had a couple podcasts with Trey. Yeah. He's very, the same way. This, uh, he's been a drummer his whole life, like since he was a little kid and played with the church and everything, then got into metal. And I'll, I'll, I'll compliment him. Mm -hmm. And it's a very similar, uh, response, you know. You know, we look at the greats of what we want we do. to see. Yeah. 
people like Patti LaBelle, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my voice is enough to part. I don't do runs like them. I don't I don't hit all the notes perfectly. Sometimes my voice gets right. hoarse. Yeah. So I'm pretty But that's what makes your voice your voice. Mm. You're not gonna be Patty LaBelle. You're gonna be Cleo. You know? I just feel yeah. And it's a new time. Yeah. I have to get comfortable with it. Yeah. I am it's like I'm You performing is is us getting comfortable. Us going to the hullabaloo every yeah. every week. Yeah. Looking forward to go there. That's yeah. we're practicing. You know, I look at that as going to practice. Yeah. And um yeah. for when you do have those opportunities of having shows. Yeah. Which you're having more of. Yeah. You did Bumblefest. Bumblefest was with, sick. With Matt Brown. Yeah. That was so sick. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I, I was I I was like, my ADD was off the walls that what? night. Oh my God, because you're walking around and you're going from bar to bar and you're seeing everyone that I was at Hullabaloo with is at a different bar performing. And That's I'm like, so where true. do I go? Where do I go? My buddy's band was over here. Yeah, you guys were playing that. over here. Yeah. I caught your yeah, set yeah, last, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like right as you were yeah, ending. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was so much fun. It was. So much fun. So just to be around that and to, to do more of that yeah and now and they're recruiting us like a fucking army it seems like so yeah. we we each Everybody's could put talented. a little something you know i'm sure you have stuff to offer yeah, that would propel that even more you know yes i do because i'd do. love to start doing more shows there yeah and subculture itself is just the yeah. fact that they're putting all this stuff together and they own that whole block yeah pretty amazing it's amazing yeah it's, it's amazing. so much fun so what about now? What are you working on now with music? Right now it's Talk Nice, um, the music video. I just recorded that about two weeks ago, um, making sure all the loose ends are tied up for that. Um, it's actually on an EP. Yeah? I was planning on doing... You know, I'll just give it here. I was like, it's called ego. Ego. Yeah, because part of the process is learning how to how to throw my weight around. I should say mm -hmm. how to handle myself. I found myself facing egos from people who think they're better, who think they can gatekeep, who look at me different because I'm a woman look at me different because I'm a black woman. Um, so I'm learning how to say, you know what? I have value. Mm -hmm. I bring quality. I bring worth. Because I see what a lot of people offer. There's people who offer great, good quality as well. Then there's people who don't offer that. And I just, I think that I know how much work I put in. Yeah, That's one thing I sh I'd say. And I felt like, you know what? There's humility and then there's letting people walk all over you. Right. So right. I came up with ego because, of course, the ego is to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, I just kind of decided to take it there. So with that, it Talk Nice is kind of a song about, you know, talk nice if you're talking to me, you know. Um, it's if you pay me because I'm something to see basically almost a Kanye sense of attitude mm. to say, you know, I know I'm the shit. Yeah. 
And I'm okay with that. And I'm going to move with that. And um, it's funny because I tell you I don't believe in my voice, right? And then now yeah. I'm telling you I know this shit, I'm right? <laughs> Both is true. Understand that. Yeah. I'm weird. Like, in that sense, both is true. This is the duality. Um, yeah, because it's like, I know, I've always been a showgirl. So, you know, when you work and you work and you work and people ignore you, it's like, it's fine if you ignore me, but what you're not going to do is disrespect me. Right. So, I'm coming with that because <coughs> I've had to learn to kind of stick up for myself and step into my own power as a woman, mm-hmm. as a black woman, as a musician, just you know even having to say you know pay me i'm putting on a show yeah this is quality yeah so i'm not gonna downplay myself and act like i'm not putting on a show i have background singers i've worked to put on a band we rehearse as much as possible i pay for all of it yeah i'm not asking anybody for a dime if i'm even doing a 10 minute show i'm going to try and give you the best 10 minute show I can give, mm-hmm. give me an audience and I will rock them mm-hmm. and I stand on that mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm aware of it. So I felt like ego is necessary. People talk to you like you shouldn't say, hey, don't waste my time. Right. Hey, respect my craft. They think you should be so humble as to disrespect yourself and, you know, neglect your craft. But for me, I learned, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to step into it. We're going to recognize we're great. We're going to tell people we're great. So I wanted to give the ego EP and let that out because it's so much that I've had to learn through the ups and the downs Mm -hmm. of learning to respect myself, my craft, asking for more and demanding what I know I'm worth. So... I want to put that out. And then the next thing, what I have coming up behind it is to then almost to peel back the layers and say, okay, that's ego to handle business and music and the business of it all and hand, you know, getting yours. But then I want to be able to next now what I'm writing and what I've been writing is a different side of Cleo's your door where it's vulnerable. Um, The id. Yes. So then we go into that. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not just one thing. Where that psychology um, (laughs) interest, it all it all circles back. That's funny. I did not think about it like that. I look forward to hearing that ego. Yeah, because it is. You know, you do see that uh, venues that try to fuck you over. Promoters. I've seen I've seen promoters or business owners mm-hmm. that will undercut a pay or try to not pay as much because oh you didn't bring this many people through mm-hmm. the door dude it's like okay well you but you sign me up to play from this time to this time and we agreed on that mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen that and you do have to protect yourself and and treat it as a business at mm-hmm. that point mm-hmm. because you are putting in the work yes yes. I've come to I've I've been asked to like travel to go sing and then they'll ask me as the artist to pay to perform. And I hate that. Weird. You see that more with hip hop. Yeah, I'm the, in, the, I'm the, in you, that realm. I know, but now you're now you're stepping away from that realm with the musicians. Right. No, I've always been that. And you like, see the the difference there with the musicians. It, that's what that's one thing that I've mentioned even in the vlogs. I say like there's this side of Palm Beach that doesn't know this realm, this collective soul fam exists mm-hmm. that there are musicians like what it's like to really be with musicians and it's like it's a different look. 
-hmm. if you really make it about progression and, and, and elevation, you have somebody like Matt Brown who's able to bring different genres yeah. of, you know, different people from different walks of life together. And we all, you know, we're, we move individually, but, you know, then come back to each other. It's a beautiful thing. So, like, yeah, hip hop and I don't know what it is. That urban area is weird. Like, yeah, it's, pay to it's, it's too much pay to play. It's, you know. You don't ask artists, like, you don't go to a gallery yeah, and at, tell the artist you're going to pay, they're going to have to pay you to take their art home. Yeah, it's who it's the promoters or the whoever's running the hip-hop scene or the hip-hop show because, you know, I would, coming up, it was that. It was like, oh, pay, you got to pay to play, pay to perform. Most of the time, two songs or something stupid, you know, they're just taking this money from you completely um but i stepped away from that fairly quickly once i got into music and started performing and i fell into the the live and the music sound and my style works way better with that yeah than going up to perform over a beat yeah Oh, sometimes over an entire song they do that. They do their whole song. I've seen shows, and granted, the the crowd and the audience is phenomenal because they're like I've seen some wild shows where people won't even rap their songs. They'll just go yeah 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 and just be jumping up and down. But the whole crowd is like punk rock going wild. That's crazy. Crazy. That's wild to me. Yeah. It's wild to me. Huh. Yeah, so glad I stepped away from that pay-to-play bullshit. I have one at uh, the lyric. Um, I think I performed it uh, at the at the show we just did, the 500 block, the get down. Mm. It was uh, don't pay to play. Could give a fuck what all these haters say, you know. And it's it is alluding to that because some people are still stuck on that, you know. It's yes, it's it's um, it's interesting. But all of those things that I've experienced, I have people, you know, they think, oh, it's just, it's just this, I don't know, a grandiose mindset of, I don't know, just, it's a popularity contest. There's so many right. things, different things that I've experienced that I think it's just silly. And I think um, most people, what I see in Soul Fam is if you, it's a, a camaraderie. Yes. You know? Yeah. Where the other, that yeah. other side is a little more cutthroat or more yeah. people yeah. might not fuck with you if you yeah. did better than them, yeah. which is insane. You know, it's yeah. like, I want to get to meet all the best yeah. people. I think everyone's better than me. Yeah. It's yeah. nice though. It's a beautiful thing to experience. So fam. Mm-hmm. And um, learning just to focus on myself and just what my results, I want my results to be because I do see it as business. I do see it as growth. I do see it as building a legacy. That's what I want for myself. Um, I, it's fun, but and no, there's no but. It's fun. Yeah, there is a but. <laughs> you, could all, you could say however. However, for me, I know that it's also business. I like mm-hmm. that however. Thank you. Yeah. Um, however, it's business for me. 
And that's for me is fun as well. Yeah. Cause I like the idea of being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of taking something that I love and really allowing myself to produce from it, to be fruitful from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see big things. So with the business side, mm-hmm. what have uh what have are the roles that you kind of started stepping into or the things you started doing to make that? Because for so me, having, my business side has been terrible this whole time. Business, I'm terrible you know? right now. I'm just trying to learn, trying to understand. Right now, the role I'm stepping into is um knowledge, getting all the knowledge I can to know how to move, um, to proceed. Um, knowing about business accounts, getting the LLC, mm-hmm. getting known about having a music lawyer, um, endorsement deals, how to market. I just learned there's, there's a difference between promoting and marketing. Yeah, promotion is basically saying to the world, "Hey, I'm here." Marketing is saying to the people of the world, "Hey, you in the red hat." I know what people in red hats like, Mm. and it's going to be my music. So you know that, okay, this is my demographic, basically. Mm. So learning how to market, um, learning how to brand myself has been fun as well. Right. So I say in the music side, like I'm learning all of that. Like, okay, knowing that in my case, I'm the product. Instead of having t-shirts or perfume or makeup or whatever to sell, it's actually me that's being sold. And what that looks like for me, having to evolve has been an aspect of that as well. So that's kind of what the role has I've stepped into is knowing that I'm the product, branding, marketing, how to um, organize myself as the product business accounts, like I said, mm-hmm. like knowing, I don't know, it's, all, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And juggling it too. Yeah. So yeah. So CEO, but you're doing the it. role I stepped into. CEO, Cleo, the CEO, CEO, all of it. Yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's good to do CFO. that. You have that mindset, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it what you're doing is you're setting goals, right? You know, that's the position I've stepped into. Yeah, yeah, the role I've stepped into. And now being around this area and meeting these people, I'm sure what it what it's going to do is make it grow you know make the connections because i do feel like this is all for a reason magical that we're that we're making this you know making music to put out yeah it's got to be and meeting all these people at the same time and that's what i really like about me doing this podcast is that if i get the chance to bring these people like yourself Mm -hmm. or like matt brown tomorrow and and trey and lorenzo and all these people i've had on the podcast to have them share and their life and their ideas and their thoughts and who they are. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> God bless all of you. That's Thank what you. I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a blessing. And, and this is a good opportunity to share it. And people I'll show you later. People listen to this podcast like from random ass areas. Really? Yes. Dope. And it hey, gives you from random ass areas. Random ass areas. It'll give you like Thank a you percentage listening. of how many people, and then you click on it, and it'll tell you what city. And so, nice. couple states. My family in Puerto Rico. Ooh. Um, and then you'll have I'll have like random ass places, Australia or Belgium or like Germany, just random mm. places tuning in. Nice. I Very like that. Cool. 
And that's why I always feel like an asshole when I do. I haven't been doing them as much. Oh. And so I'll, but I do like them alone. Wow. Sometimes, you know, I'll do my solo yeah. podcast and I always feel bad because it's like, hey, it's me again after a month of not <laughs> not being on it. I like your cat. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah. But I got him used to going out a lot and now he's now he's like antsy, you know, antsy to go outside and shit. Yeah. But he's uh, he's gotten out of his leash a couple times and it scared me. And so I haven't taken him out in a minute because I'm not trying to lose him. And I really like your apartment. Thank you. It's such a vibe in here. Everybody listening. I appreciate it. Yes. I'm so comfortable right now. <laughs> Good. True. Good. And he got me coffee, y'all. I got, yeah. because I got candles burning. I need to have uh, something hot for the, while doing the, the show, you know. Mm-hmm. It's quite the ambiance. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yes. Good. And what's next? What's next? Yes. What's your other questions for me? Because hmm. I know you say you have some. Let's say. I like the question. What are some of your inspirations? I know you said said Patty Labelle. Oh yeah. Sometimes you gotta suffer. I love me some Patty. E. Um. Patty Labelle. She more. I do, I do do some of her. I take some of her techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, she more so influences me in the area of being a diva. Okay. I've always admired her, like her style, the choices of shoes. Um, I also, if you notice, I like I like to take my shoes off on stage. Mm-hmm. Patty. Yeah. Patty takes her shoes off on stage. She rolls around on stage. I'm not that bold yet. Well, we we I, got like, limited like, space at Hullabaloo, you know what I mean? And then that stage do, and then that stage not, last week wasn't exactly the one you fucking rolling on. Yeah. So you get the right stage. I could see it happening. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, so I jamming out. When performing. Um, definitely get that from Patty performing techniques Beautiful. and styles. Um, Jill Scott, of course. I just listened to her growing up. I was listening to stuff people my age did not want to listen to. Right. I was listening to like real grown folks music. And this is music your parents put you on? No, not my even. Are Haitian. They didn't listen to that. Wow. They, they just listened to like church. Yeah. Him. Very religious Haitians. Yeah. Huh? My dad was a pastor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was a pastor. So that's why I'm always like, I'm a pastor's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be like on the, the pastor's side of the stage daughter. smoking weed and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But getting um, closer to God, baby. Yeah, that's you know what, what you were doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I know what you're saying. So, um, yeah, no, but um, what was I saying? Jill Scott. Oh, yeah. Jill Scott. Um, so many different things. Muddy Waters. Wow. So lots of blues. Yeah. Yeah. I love Etta James, Mm -hmm. Mayor Fitzgerald. Um, who else? Any disco era singers? No, maybe just the sound. Yeah. I didn't really, I, I didn't really listen to specific people. I just knew songs. Mm -hmm. 
And so I would like just know songs and just know, just be listening to them throughout life. Mm -hmm. I love musicals, Grease. Oh my gosh. Really? Yes. I love Grease. As much as I love music, I, I don't, I can't really watch musicals. Uh, Isn't that crazy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause honey, I love me some Grease. <laughs> I do. Like if you can't watch Grease with me, like what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Grease, The Sound of Music, Annie. Mm -hmm. Annie's my yeah. That's the one. Yeah, those are my influence. Those those kinds of things. I love showgirl kind of stuff. I've always loved the thought of putting on a show. Wow, have you thought about maybe going out for theater or doing anything like that? Like yes. doing a musical? You do oh, musicals? I, be, hey, I would love to do a musical. You should totally do. Yeah, musicals. I would love to act too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have the Kravitz Center right here in West Palm. I know. I can't wait till I have a show there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Right Yo, I could see it. Yeah. With that photo there. shoot from the the yes. the what is it? The song called No Talk. Talk nice. Talk nice. Yes, honey. Yes. Yeah. I would Cleo's your door. Yes, I would enjoy it. That'd be sick. Yeah. See, <laughs> and then that's the good thing about what inspires us and us making music or mm -hmm. as long as you're open minded. Mm -hmm. for how you can take your abilities and what you can do with your abilities, not just being so stuck in this box, mm -hmm. which could even go tied to like what we're saying of the pay to play. They're stuck in this, like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, not being open mm -hmm. minded to what else they could do, what more they can do, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And so the fact that you have this insane talent mm -hmm. and voice and your love for things that you've been watching since you were little. Yeah. I'd imagine, you know? Yeah, I enjoy myself. I, I'm influenced in all kinds of aspects. I listen to Britney Spears, Christina mm -hmm. Aguilera, and Sync. Backstreet Boys going up. Backstreet Boys, oh my gosh. AJ in the Backstreet Boys. He was so hot. But yes, I listened to a lot of music growing up. Whitney Houston, Selena. I love Selena. Disney? Mm -hmm. Disney's your shit too. Shit. Disney has a big influence in my music. Nice. You know what I mean? Come on, yeah. think about it. They're always singing. They're always Lion singing. King. Mm -hmm. What was it? Um, Hunchback and Notre Dame. Then How about one. Beauty and the Beast music? Oh, yes. I love Beauty I always and the felt Beast. like that music was so haunting and nice. <laughs> it was sick. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that one had a hard ass soundtrack. I feel like really. That's the one I really Aladdin? can remember. Aladdin is what I can show you the world. Yeah, right? come on. Yeah, of course. That's the pop hit, though. That's the pop hit. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah we grew up in a good era. Influences, huh? We grew up in a good era. Yeah. So I never really, actually, never really came approach that question like that to realize really what has influenced me when I really think about it. I just name artists usually, but mm -hmm. Disney definitely played a part in my musical taste and what I think of music, how I sing music, um, musicals that I, I watched growing up. Um, even some movies, you know, you just hear different songs. We always hear like that, like Nat King Cole, Ella is for the way you look at me, oh, you know, those that. kinds of things. Yeah. That's how I discovered You know them. what I've been listening to lately on the, on the car radio? Mm -hmm. I have 100.3. And it's old music. It's like, like, like old music, yeah. like that jazz. Frank Sinatra, they're putting yes. on all oh, the time. The Rat Pack, and they're putting on yes. like, yes. 
Yes, yeah. I love all. So that's a good one, and it's yes. easy listening. But then you also listen to some of these great voices. Yeah, that had and had it was existed. Easy, just they. I love how they, the way they approached songs. Man, mm-hmm. it was different. But yeah, I, those those are my influences. I have a lot. I love yeah. so many different things from Buck Cherry to all of uh, Buck rejects. Cherry. I just wrote a song that I feel like it reminds me of Buck Cherry. Yeah, I gotta show crazy. you after this. Yeah. The little chorus, the melody I got yeah. for it. Yeah. Eels. Do you know the eels? Uh-uh. No. Like folk. Um, I like folk too. Kimya Dawson. Mm-mm. No. From Juno. Okay. The Moldy Peaches. Okay. Okay. Like those. I listen to everything. So like even little parts of my songs will probably be from like the most random thing ever. Right. Ooh, speaking of movies, Hercules. Love that movie. With the sisters singing. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Did you ever have that? I movie? need a hero. <laughs> like some shit like that, right? Yeah. Can Just I... like that. Yeah. 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 Some oh, goddesses. Yo. We got to get you an animator yeah. and make a music video like that. Oh, and have you oh. be one of the soul sisters. Oh. The goddesses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whoa. I love that. Wouldn't that be sick? That's a dope idea. I love that. Like spinning on the fucking thing. You might get sued by <laughs> Disney, but <laughs> greedy motherfuckers own everything at that point. I love that. Love that. Yeah, so I mean, I think that what we do as artists, I said in my last podcast, was that we're kind of vessels, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the stuff we've been consuming over the over the years of life and experiences, Mm -hmm. and then we put that out. We're in a interesting Mm -hmm. point in time because music, recorded music, is fairly new in the existence of human society and civilization you know if they started making putting out records in the 40s you're right then everybody every decade was like very new so the 50s 60s 40s that was all some new shit nobody this is like songs some of them had been handed down over generations was just even crazier melodies that have been handed down by humans right and um but you know that's the 60s 70s stuff is like pretty new no they hadn't they didn't have that much to listen to is what yeah, i was saying yeah. what i'm trying to say is they didn't have all this stuff that we consume and take in mm-hmm. and we've had the privilege of li- of being able to listen to anything from like what you were saying with patty labelle to buck cherry yeah to new stuff now to yeah. anything in between like it's yeah. just all very different and we like I really like rock a lot and mm-hmm. tons of like? bands like so have you ever heard of the bravery? Mm-mm. When I was when I was like in middle school, I really was into rock, mm-hmm. indie rock music. I'm still I still listen to that more. Mm-hmm. Good. But it was like the no bravery and block party, and then I'd listen to Screamo music, which uh, was like under oath. Okay. And Silverstein. I know none of this. But it was the area that I was in. It was okay. like these bands were out, coming out of Tampa, oh. a lot of them, and Orlando. Nice. And so there was that scene, kind okay. of. And so everyone coming up, everyone was into this like hard screamo music. Nice. So I had that. And then there's bands like Circus Survive, where it was like really trippy, trancy music. And this guy, Anthony Green, sings really high-pitched but it's beautiful fucking mm. trippy ass music 
Um, and then I also listen to a lot of seventies stuff. Well, like um, like the Stooges mm. and Led Zeppelin a mm. lot. Billy Idol, I like from the eighties. Okay. I love Billy Idol. Okay, like that voice, the <laughs> in the midnight hour, that shit is. That shit goes hard. There was something about Billy Idol that I liked. Uh-huh. And so when you talk about like how Patti LaBelle kind of shows you how to be a diva, yeah. get inspiration to be a diva, certain artists do that for me too, yeah. where it's like, yeah, I kind of want to yeah, emulate an like energy that. like that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or find an energy. There's mm-hmm. something that connects me to that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it wasn't pretty late until that I started listening to hip hop, I think eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Mm. And that was when like Snoop Dogg was coming out with like I a bit of a resurgence. It was like, yeah. that's that. Right? That shit came out. There was just so much good music coming out at that time. Yeah. And yeah, it was, a lot was. of it was rap. Rap was yeah. really starting to rise yeah, up even it was. more. And it was getting really interesting. Kanye West just came we out. We never saw it. Like, we never saw anything like it before. Right. Like, yeah. Right. It was yeah. looking really good, flashy, and the colors, the music videos, the cars. Yes. It's, it's kind of like, you know, redundant now, but... At the time, like, yeah, that time never in nineties, it, like it was that. definitely pulling up like that. But it it seemed more uh, underground, more gangster, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And then Diddy came and it started getting more flashy mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then in high school, I was really into specifically New York Northeast underground rap. Really, like uh, like diabolic. Mm-hmm. And Immortal Technique. Oh, I love the Immortal Technique. Yeah, Dancing. I was really Dancing into Immortal Technique. I think it was. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I listened to that guy I when him. I was like 15, 16. And from there on, I was like, oh, this is how you rap. Yes. Like, this is how you can rap. Yes. You can say the craziest shit ever. Yes. And so, so that's how I would make my songs. Yeah. I'd try and say the craziest shit ever. Oh, no Have songs about aliens. Have songs about a fuck the government. Have really? songs, yeah. I was like really into that hard style, and then kind of also saw later on, like when I was eighteen, that it's very aggressive. It wasn't really me, right? I mean, it was a part of me because I was right. I had that aggression for yeah. some reason at that yeah. age. But once I got past that, it wasn't me anymore, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to make music. You know, mm-hmm. I've always just kind of just been getting better and better. I guess Are your favorite MCs. I'll say I'll say that Mac Miller is definitely one of my favorites. Okay, for sure. Okay, and people do say, "Oh, you, you remind me of Mac Miller and this and that." Mm-hmm. When I perform sometimes, but there was something about him when he died. I've never felt anything for a celebrity or a musician that mm-hmm. died, you know. But that one was one where I was like, "Holy shit!" I cried. Yeah. I teared up for the guy. Yeah. Very close in age. And there's something that connected with whatever he was writing and expressing, especially those last few albums, Mm. the music that he was making. Mm. Yeah. There's so I like that. His, his music, because I felt like there's something he was putting more than just rapping. Yes. He's putting, he's capturing really special moments in yes. time all through his pain unfortunately yes you know may he rest in peace may he rest in peace yeah so i would say that's one of my top mcs but growing up i really liked big l 
Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Here we go. <laughs> so put Those, them on, big girl. Put, put them, them on. on. <laughs> yeah. I'm so ahead of my time. My parents haven't met yet. Just the shit that he was saying. Yeah. Ask yeah, Beavis, I, I get nothing but him. head. Oh my I, God, bro. I have to listen to him leave. I haven't listened to him in a while. Oh, oh my God. He would say the wildest, the wildest you. lyrics. Yeah, who was the first few words? Yeah, so put them up, big girl. Put them up. Yeah. That's my song. I'm so ahead of my time. My parents haven't met yet. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, or there's there's all those flea hops. Or get your head thrown three blocks. blocks. Yo, yo, no, he was a gangster. It's a shame that they that the world lost that artist, and that that artist didn't get the shine he deserved at that time and after. And after, I mean, people know him, you know, still to this day, which is a testament to how good he was. But I mean, he should have been up there like Pac. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, Big Pun. Mm. Big Pun was a big influence as well, being Puerto Rican. And the shit he was saying too. That in the middle of little, literally, diddly. I mean, the wordplay with him was something else, you know? Oh, I don't, I big don't, I I'm not a fan of Big Pun like that, like that. I didn't go deep enough. Yeah, no, he, he had some wild lyrics. And you know what? I, um, I performed this as a side thing, but I performed a long time ago at this place called O'Malley's or something like that mm-hmm. in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Went up and rapped, and I did a beat over – it was it was a big pun beat. And I mm-hmm. think I did a freestyle or had a song written to it, and it was a good song. I performed it, and this kid comes up to me, and he's like, bro, big uh, – uh, yeah, big pun was my, my uncle. Mm-hmm. And I was like – what no fucking way right he's like dude you killed that like out of respect like that big l was my big pun was my uncle and then mm-hmm. he goes and he he's like i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell my cousin chris about you yeah chris chris rivers which is big pun's son he's a rapper oh. so then i sent him he got me linked up with him i sent him the link and this, yeah. this was a long time ago yeah. i was very early on in my music yeah but i had that brief yeah you know running. connection yeah. or running and at first, I didn't believe it. I'm like, this guy fucking saying yeah. he's big, big puns. Uh, yeah. He was his uncle. He's his nephew, you know? But it, he really yeah, was. True. He really was. And, um, but yeah, he, he makes music. I think he goes by Dragon Rivers or now or oh. something like that. Chris Rivers. Hey, yo, you better. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, you know, those guys, that 90s era, I was really into mac i'll say this yellow wolf was real inspiring too you uh, ever heard of yellow wolf yeah i heard of him but i didn't get into his stuff yellow Wolf, y-e-l-a-w-o-l-f y- yeah, right? yeah yeah i'll tell you why it was inspiring because he was one of the first rappers i saw step away not just do the rap beats flashy yeah. he started making music with live instruments i love that and he would sing and but it, but it's like kind of country folky really? more folk than country i would say I like but very folky music um love story he put out an album in like 2014 called love story and that's when i was like oh shit this is 
this is music right here. So it's when when I see artists do something that it's a little more than just the conventional, that's what I really like. Yeah. I would say those are my top MCs, you know. Okay. There's obviously more that I could go into. Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, I listened to a lot of Eminem growing up, but not so much now. Obviously, he hasn't put shit out in the longest time, but yeah. That 90, what was the, the first album he put out? It's like 94 or something, 94 yeah. to Infinity or some shit like that. Like that. <laughs> you listen to that and you're like, man, this dude was crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy white boy. So any other rappers that you find unconventional or any other artists? Hmm. I'd have to think about that for a second. Mm. Are there any that you find unconventional or that inspire you in a way to um, do more with your music or experiment in a certain way? Missy Elliott's Busta great. Rhymes. Yeah. Um, there's this artist theme, I think, Lakely, Lee Kaylee, 47, mm-hmm. Chica. Um, who else? I love Jid. Oh yeah. Um obviously Kendrick Lamar in his own way is very unconventional yeah. that he just put out. When he came out with that high power, that was yeah. when I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, different. This is different. Um I do like um uh, J Electronica. Ooh, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, I like him. I just yeah. started getting into him a little bit. Yeah. I'm trying to look into Joey Badass. Joey Badass is good. Yeah. Did you ever hear of a guy called Charles Hamilton? I did hear of him, but I haven't listened to his he music He was a Harlem he was rapper a- in the back in the day, and he had some... He oh. had something going on, and then he just disappeared. I feel like I just recently saw the name, though. Yeah. Charles oh, I mean, Hamilton. I'm sure he still does music here and there, but... Charles Hamilton... Yes, him, uh, or not him, but uh, there's so many. There's a lot of. I do like Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's mainstream, but yeah, I like how different she is. To me, she is unconventional. Yeah, she's very unconventional. I like that song when she came out with Moo. Mm-hmm. I really cape for that song because everybody's like, that song is stupid. But I'm like, did you really listen to what she said? She's kind mm-hmm. of a genius. It was like, if you listen to what she said, she said, like, Got milk hoe, got beef, got like it was. It was like okay, so I don't know. I think that song is genius because it alluded to so many different scenarios and still was all in the realm of being a cow. Mm. And it was funny because like dang, so like I don't know because you know how (laughs) you know how difficult it is to write a song. Yeah, so. I know, yeah, my comedian friend was telling me that. He's like, it's not going to matter to everybody else. It's only because you know how to write a song. You would think that he would appreciate it too, being a comedian. No. Because he write, he knows how to, he knows about writing jokes. Yeah, he's good at it too. Shout out to him, Drew Illa. Drew um, Illa. But, yeah, he was like, nobody cares. You care because you know how hard it is to write. So I'm like, yeah, because if you pay attention, like she was really clever with that. So, yeah, I love unconventional artists it definitely pushes me to try something new and be different so yeah it's pretty it's pretty fun to to do new things um I don't is know. there anything you thought about doing new because i've been doing um i've been writing more spanish mixed in to my songs yeah so i'm, I'm starting to write like spanglish songs yeah. 
that's probably going to be pretty hot. I think it'd be sick. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a more, it's got a different vibe. It's not reggaeton music. Not that classic yeah. reggaeton beat. I feel like reggaeton's like, like trap. Okay. Like All hip, right. like hip hop ah. trap music, but in Spanish. So heavily auto tune, and just about those flows and yeah. doing that, you know, but. Like we were talking about earlier with all these influences that we listen to, it yes. does really affect our music, our voice. And um, yeah, so me putting that out in Spanish, I think it'll be different. Yeah, nice. I don't know how many Spanish rocker rap people there are, you know? Yeah, I wanted to do gospel. Gospel, me say. Yeah, but like in my own way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, borderline, maybe not completely gospel, but gospel-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to do country and I would like to do rock. Yeah. And you can do it all. Yeah. I'd you like can do, do it all. And I think subconsciously you will in some form or another put all that into your songs. I think I will. Yeah. Where, like I said earlier, we, we've been so blessed to listen to all this music and consume so much. And mm -hmm. now what we're going to put out naturally is going to be a reflection of all of that yeah in some way yeah the other the other night uh at hullabaloo uh this guy said i reminded him of kurt cobain really? kurt cobain i don't even listen to fucking nirvana, nirvana. <laughs> yeah, sings that one that one song uh matt's voice is really fucking good too huh yeah it's it's great i love singing with him getting ready for um Sunfest with him. We would go to Brick and Barrel every Wednesday, um, and we would use his set there to practice. Nice. It was so such a fun. good guy. Yeah. To do that because with ego, right? Yes. You know, you, you see some artists or musicians, and they're and they're the ones getting paid, and we get it. They worked hard to be there and yes. stuff, and but they they wouldn't even think about having you come by. Hey, you know, I got this set. I play here every week. Just come by. I'll fucking, right. we'll, we'll jam it out. Yeah. You know, that's a testament yeah. of the, the heart that that guy has yes, he does. and his understanding, you know, yes. the fact that he knows the come up, the, yes, he does. the grind. And he makes a way for everybody to have a platform. Mm -hmm. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Um, yeah. He was singing, what was it? Smells like teenage. Spirit. Smells like teen spirit. Teen yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was clearly hurt, man, huh? Yeah, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked him, you think I'm all right, dude? Yeah, That's yeah. probably what he was saying. Are you okay, dude? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, all his songs were a little rough for me. Yeah. yeah. The Kurt Cobain Nirvana stuff. Mm. And that's me saying it. Mm. But he has like that one song, The Rape Me. You rape heard that? Me? Yeah. Yeah, oh. he just screams, Rape Me the whole time. Wow. Yeah going on there i don't know man makes sense yeah okay <laughs> but kurt cobain you know he shot himself and all that um, he's one of those um tragic so art stories like franz ferdinand oh i like so him many, oh, yeah, yeah. i love that, that. Stuff. you know a little bit i might have listened to a, a my chemical romance song yeah too. yeah i didn't delve too deep um yeah, I do like so. If you love me, yeah. I love that. I'm just uh, across town waiting for, for you. you. Uh, 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 mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, 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 
Yeah. So, and then I, I started listening to, or there were certain artists now that I've in this journey of music. And especially when I started getting the idea of, oh, I don't want to just be a rapper and make rap. I want to make different music, whatever I can come up with. I started listening to certain voices that I felt like, okay, I could sing in that way. Or it kind of gave me a, a blueprint to be more comfortable with using my voice as a singing mm. in that singing way. Because before it was just, okay, prove yourself with how you can rap. Mm -hmm. You know? So now you're trying to prove yourself with how you can sing? No, I'm trying to prove my voice. Yeah. Okay. In How's a sense. Well, I, I, I feel like putting you on the spot right I now. I feel like I'm very, you know, I don't think I do that well, but really? there's people that like it okay. and they get, and they say good things, you All know, and, pe and people do say they like the voice. Okay. Like the guy that said, I remind him of Kurt Cobain. Yeah. It was because of the voice. He said ah. that he really liked the grunginess in, in my voice. Oh, okay. We'll use it to your advantage. Yeah, and then the reaction with your the your buddy that I met or that I saw yesterday at oh, Civil, on? yeah, yeah, his mom, his her mom. her her reaction when I said, yeah, I don't really sing covers. I did a cover last night. Oh, and her face, her face said it all. It was like, oh, she liked it, you know. What'd you do? I did you by by Mac Miller. Oh, but it's just it's he recorded that under larry lovestein it's like this jazz band that he did yeah. he put out an album and it's this like like jazzy sex music you know oh, I like love that. music yeah I so i did that one i did you because i know it and i feel like i i always felt like i could sing it mm. and so i did it nice. i think it sounded good nice no bass just piano because matt Matt's bass went bad. Yeah, I want to hear you do. I want to hear you sing. I it. think I'm going to do it again. Okay. I think I'm going to do it next week, or I might even try it with the band. Okay. Sounds good. Because that be gave listening. me a confidence to go try it again. I haven't done it, but I've thought about doing that song for a while. Yeah. So it's just one of those things you gotta you gotta just put your put yourself out there. Yeah. Push yourself and to try. do it. Yeah. And try. Yeah, I'm still learning that. That's always a constant lesson that you got to learn over and over. Mm -hmm. There's levels to it. Mm -hmm. You master one thing, then there's the next thing. Yeah. And you're back at square one, growing and building. Mm -hmm. mm. So the square one that I'm trying or that I want to try next, I really okay. just got to do it, is I want to try comedy. What? So yeah. but you're funny? You don't, you've never... Told me any jokes. I mean, I made you laugh a couple times. Have I? you? <laughs> I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I put. I am also very shy, and awkward sometimes. You think you're awkward? I'm sure I can be awkward. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe and then being look, on stage, yeah, I'm. You look I mean, like I, you're just always smooth. Really? Yeah. With this dumbass mustache, it comes it's off. It's not a dumbass mustache. No, it's, it's like not. a debonair. It is a debonair one. Like you could put on a tuxedo any moment of the day, and you're good to go. That's why I'm dressing different. I'm trying to dress nicer all the time now because it's like I got a fucking mustache. I can't just walk around with like a beanie. And <laughs> yes, you can. Maybe That'd a beanie, totally but I'm saying like, look. like I don't know. It might be more of a dirty look, yeah. But yeah, you got to dress right. Like you really got to. Dress right so that the mustache powers can in, be enhanced. You know? I, yeah. 
<laughs> yes. So the mustache power. Yeah. You you watch movies, you know Daniel Day Lewis? Mm-mm. Daniel Day Lewis. Here, I'll pull him up. Mm-hmm. Incredible actor. He was in the movie uh Gangs of New York. Mm-mm. There will be blood. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, so that's who I saw that mustache, and I'm like, that's a mustache. That's I gotta try and have one like that if I'm gonna do it. Um, but it came off more as like Daniel from- Daniel De Luis. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I guess you make me laugh. That's one of the jokes I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> as long as people are laughing, I probably won't feel as awkward. I just wouldn't want to uh, not have shit to say while I'm up there. But I guess people could just laugh at the awkwardness. You know, at worst oh, comes no. to worst. So this guy's mustache. That's the mustache I was like, all right. That's a man's mustache. Yeah. Because I realized that you can't do this little pencil mustache that these motherfuckers are doing out here. It's just not. It doesn't look good, dude. You need to commit and you need to just say goodbye to your upper lip and say this is it from now on. Now my upper lip is a mustache. I like it. Commitment. It shows women you got commitment. (laughs) That's probably why they like it. They said, wow, that man's committed. That mustache. Yeah. He can, he can keep the commitment for years. Yeah. Yeah. You still got that mustache? Yeah. You hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> he still got the mustache. Yeah. That's promising. That shows potential. Yeah. <laughs> I've also had girls say, that, oh, can I ride it? They were like, what? oh, can I ride it? Go on the handlebars or some shit? Like, they'll say <laughs> stuff like that. They want to ride the mustache. It's incredible. And then the funniest thing is, is like, I'll be making out with girls. And then I can only imagine it. I can only picture it because I can't see myself. But when I'm making out with girls, you know, and and you get off, it's like my mustache looks like a weathered broom. You know what I mean? The hairs are just all over the place. So I could only imagine it's such a silly sight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. They probably like it. They do, I think. Because they know they're the reason it's a, such a silly sight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did it as a joke at first. Yeah. I think I was just, I grew this big beard. Yeah. And um, so, it was like, oh. so then I was just going to shave it completely. Uh-huh. And I said, I'll do a mustache just to see what it looks like. It'll probably look silly. And then I, I was like, all right, this is nice. pretty good mustache. Yeah. My grandfather had a mustache and his father before him and his father. Yeah. (laughs) No, just my grandfather had the mustache, but it's, he's had it my whole, my whole life, his whole life. I think it's working. Like even you sitting in the chair, legs crossed. Yeah. It's a look. He just needs cigar and a, 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 what? A glass of scotch. Well, let's light that joint up. Oh shit. Yeah. That's what I do. I need to start drinking like that because I drink beer, but I, like, I, I need to just fashion. order. Yeah, I need to just order whiskey and drink it like a man. Mm. I'm almost mm. thirty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just <laughs> so young. Like I'm almost thirty. I'm almost. The I'm man. almost thirty. I'm <laughs> almost there. I gotta get used to the whiskey. You gotta get me. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'd do all right if I got in the groove. And I've, the thing is, is I've always, when I did go to comedy shows, 
because at the Funky Buddha, they would have comedians sometimes at open mics. And you see them, and some are good, some are not so good. Some do this, similar to music. Um, some go and do the same jokes every week. Mm-hmm. Um, some do n- different jokes every week. And, you know, you, you see the similarity of maybe me coming up in rap, what a comedian goes through, and uh, someone going up there to rap or sing. So, and I've always enjoyed comedy. I've, like I said earlier to you, when, when you first got in here, I feel like I get, when I get agitated when I'm out and about or just living, I say these things in my head. I like pretty much just crack jokes to myself mm-hmm. all day. And then some of them I write down. Now it's just, I got to grow the balls to go out and do it. But do it's a very it. scary square one. Very scary. At I'm least, you know, you go up with music, that. you got music yeah. going on. Up there, it's just going to be me shaking my legs, you know, my little skinny ass legs. If they don't laugh, it's just crickets. It's scary. I'm not going to lie. But I think you got it. Hopefully I can be charming enough to practice it, to do it. But that's a hard thing to practice. Singing, I can sing here alone. What am I going to do? Tell jokes to Odin? He ain't going to laugh. Yes. You know what I mean? I guess I could do jokes to Odin, but. Because that's what my friend did. And then he would like sit us down. And um, tell the jokes to us sometimes, but it's after like having practiced by himself. He's and like, did you guys laugh? You, you guys I was on the floor, guffawing, guffawing. Yep. He told like this inappropriate abortion joke. I'm not even gonna lie; it was hilarious. It was hilarious, but that's comedy. That's comedy. The dark stuff. The yeah. Yeah. I would talk a lot of shit about myself. Yeah, <laughs> and about humans. Yeah, and. All yeah. that, but just poke fun at it because <clears throat> the best way to do it is laugh about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would love to see it. Shoot. Once I start doing it, mm-hmm. I'll invite people out there. But I got to go and eat shit for about a year, two years of doing it. Mm-hmm. And when I finally feel good enough, I'll be like, yo, come. Okay. Come out. So one of the guys that goes out, he plays with Zephyr and Jack. What is his name? Um, Adam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, a comedian too. He's yeah. a comedian, and so yeah. he hosts the. Actually, he doesn't host it, but he goes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthews Brewing in Lake Worth. Nice. Right before Tuesday Open Jam, they have comedy open mic. Ah. So I have to just go out there, get the vibe, and then grow the balls to do it. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. I'm really out there. I want to see you. <laughs> <laughs> see me eat shit. Yeah. Hey, sure. I mean, I guess so. If you'd be laughing at me for how, <laughs> no, no, like, then it just gets I'll awkward. I'll you. I'll be like, fuck. Yeah, and then you, if you get heckled, like, because I'm, I'm a pretty passive person. I'm not trying to argue yeah. with people and shit yeah. like that. But when you're sitting up there with a microphone telling jokes, <laughs> people will talk shit to you, and I don't know how I can handle that. I would cuss him out too, naturally. (laughs) Naturally, I would cuss him out. And then, you know, so what I got to start doing is practice MMA before I go out to the comedy clubs because I'm going to have to be fighting people on the way out. You know what I mean? Oh, so he's ready. He's welcoming the talk shit. He goes, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This guy's talking shit. You ready, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Just lays down on the ground. 
in the jujitsu position. You ready, bro? Get down here. That's the one thing about jujitsu. You're just rolling around, choking yeah, people out and shit. Break your arm. But usually Sorry, people will throw well. a punch at you. You know what I mean? You got to be able to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's what it is. It's what it is. Yeah, he's he'll, he'll cuss out the whole crowd. He's told me some things he said to the crowd. It's just they awful. say some wild shit. Yeah, awful. I I'm a little nice. I'm not a mean person yeah, like that. I don't know how to do it. He's got that mm. kind of edit. But I love that. Get out of here. Dude, one of the... Uh, Best comedians ever, Patrice O'Neill. You ever heard of Patrice O'Neill? I feel like I have. Been, wow. I mean, he was an animal. The shit he would say was off the walls. Wow. Just mm -hmm. horrible to My like, but but it was so good at the same time, and it was so funny and it was so authentic. Mm, yeah. I like that. I love so now, when we, when we finish up this podcast, I'm gonna send you Patrice O'Neill, mm -hmm. Janis, Janis Joplin. Joplin. And that's, yeah, mm -hmm. so far those two for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you want to send me some mm -hmm. inspiration on my end, I'd love yeah, to check it out. Oh, I like the well. bravery. Yeah. I know. I said you mentioned Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me them too. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else I have in mind mm -hmm. to ask? Go somewhere different. I'll go you somewhere like different. So that when people come back to this, you'll... You'll have an interview. Okay. Let's talk about work, nursing. Oh, oh really? Yeah. What got you into the being a nurse? Oh. I guess you kind of said the expectations that, you know, society be putting on us yeah. and family and, hey, get a profession and get yeah. a good job and that, that type of yeah. pressure that does take away from our creative and music. In the recession. In the recession. to be there for my mother. So you've been at nursing for a long time. Um, yeah, longer than I would have liked. I thought I was only gonna. <laughs> truly, I was sitting there and like, yeah, you know, first day they ask us, you know, why are you here? How long do you plan on doing nursing? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just doing this for the music. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. The fuck whole class looked at me. They're like, what? And I'm the only one who graduated from the class. So uh, now, how you feel? Wow. How you there feel? There we go. Only one that graduated from yes. that class? Yes. Wow. Yeah. The school was a mess. <laughs> I basically had to teach it to myself. I'm not even going to like them. Don't make me name the school. <laughs> I had to teach it to myself, really. Oh and there are people who are nurses. They know. I studied the Saunders Nursing Comprehensive Review, like back, just front to back. I sat in my uh, room and just. Studied, 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 studied. studied. Yeah. God, you might as well have been a doctor. With the amount of you fucking studied. studied hey, now you know that'd probably be a good place to go get the yeah. doctorate. You just do yeah. it yourself. <laughs> Sign your own paper and graduate. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah, I just wanted So you've been doing it a long time. Mm -hmm. Eight years. Wow. Mm -hmm. And do you work at a hospital or do you mm -hmm. work at a... home care. Home care yeah, for elderly or for... Uh, children, I was or, well now elderly. I just did case with an elderly woman. Yeah, I can't say too much. Right, no. But yeah, just wow. did one. Um, I had a a little boy. I took care of for about five years. That was my baby. I loved him. Five years. Yeah, five years. Was my little baby. I watched him develop. He wasn't supposed to live past one. Mm hmm. 
He's he's all right though. He's still he's still alive. Yes, he's alive wow. and kicking. Wow, doing a whole lot better than what they said he did. Good. Um, I love nursing. Yeah, hmm. I I just said I love nursing. That's crazy. Yeah, because you know what's interesting is no matter what, even though you you thought that life gave you a sidetrack with yeah. having to do this profession to be able to afford life right? Like all of us, you still kept your passion and your passion was always your drive for your reason to go work and deal with this bullshit. But at the same time, you mm-hmm. happen to stumble into an area where you are caring for people, mm-hmm. healing people, mm-hmm. making people's days and lives better, mm-hmm. you know, or doing the best of your ability to provide that. Mm-hmm. And that is a special type of work. Human connection is a special type of work. It's not like we're selling shit to people. It's not like we're duping people. It's not like we're doing insurance or we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that's why some people get really hated towards it. Yeah. I love about both nursing and music, to be honest, when you say that, I love human connection. Mm Mm-hmm. A long time ago through Michael Jackson, I realized music is so special because it doesn't matter what language you speak. Mm -hmm. I'm singing in English, but you still feel me. Like Lionel Richie, like those people are famous in all kinds of countries. countries. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Everybody comes to a concert and you don't even speak my language, but you're here. Like waving your hand mm-hmm. with me in the moment with me because we all share the same connection through music and just nursing human connection is definitely necessary. Um, yeah, being able to understand like what that person may be going through at the time and not making it about yourself and understanding, you know, how to handle somebody with care and. Yeah, they might not be able to communicate the pain they're feeling at that time or tell you, you know, like the uncomfortable feeling they have right at that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, human connection is real. And um, it's something that I'm fascinated with. Although at the same time, I like to keep humans at a distance. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> because that type of work, you know, really takes a lot out of you. Mm. It takes all your energy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. you're probably dealing with some really heavy stuff sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. You know, some stuff that really, you go home, you still think about that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I've been thinking lately a lot about how there are angels in this world. Mm-hmm. And... You could think of angels as being some being of light, some messenger, some spirit that is, you know, protecting you. But I've also had a realization that we become angels at certain points in time. And we provide that for people at certain times. Mm. And I believe you are one of those angels. Oh, don't say that. Seriously. (laughs) Because when I think about, you know, and... Same thing goes to like complimenting, but it's not. This is much more than a compliment. This is like a observation from hearing this and 
and getting to know you and and then seeing this other side of who you are. Yeah. But then also learning about this wonderful, caring and compassionate side of what you do. So for some people, you know, you're coming through as an angel for them. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Life is crazy. Life is a wild thing. And it is. I think when you're living it right, when you're doing what you love, Mm -hmm. and even like it's just everything works out, everything lines out how it's supposed to. It does. I like to think. The most beautiful way. Yeah. All right. Justice. Justice. Poetic justice. Poetic justice. Mm-hmm. Poetic justice. Mm-hmm. Wale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's also a tattoo on my left shoulder. Is it really? Yes. Poetic justice. Mm-hmm. You have any favorite movies? Random question. Lots of movies. What? What's I like top, lots of movies. Top five favorite movies. Hmm. <laughs> I guess. All right. I'll say top five. Mm-hmm. The Godfather. Ooh, okay. Something about that entire movie. The Couldn't look, get through it. I always fall asleep. The look, the dialogue, the story, you the character like development. The it's it's a tremendous. I mean, clearly, it's inspired me in some way, right? Yes, yes, you got it. Yeah, got I love it. that. Love that movie because you see a character start off not wanting to do anything with the family business trying to be a straight-laced person Mm -hmm. and then you see that development and then all the things that transpire within the family Mm -hmm. where he gets put to be the boss and he's the most he's the best boss there's ever been but he's also the most ruthless motherfucker that ever Mm. ever was you know Mm -hmm. so it's great to see a character develop in that sense oh it's beautiful and there's three of them but even the look that 70s sapia look that Mm -hmm. it has technical look it has to it so I'd say The Godfather. The second one, The Wedding Singer <laughs> by Adam Sandler. <laughs> so now I probably am looking like a version of The Godfather and Adam Sandler at the same time. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I love that movie. I'll tell you why. Because, okay. because of the music. And okay. in a sense, that could be a musical, right? Like a little mm-hmm. bit. It's got mm-hmm. music within mm-hmm. it. But there was something about the time period I was watching that and the coming of age I was having and the way the music was hitting me in that song and mm-hmm. the story, I guess you could say, or whatever. Because it's just a funny movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, that that was that's a, one of my favorites because I remember after watching that, I started writing my own song. <laughs> nice. I was like nine or ten. Nice. So I'll put that as a, one of the top movies. Okay, three. No, I don't even know. Mm. There's so many movies. There are so many movies. I was just thinking, and I've watched so many fucking movies. I know. I like. I love the Goodfellas. Um, Goodfellas is a great movie. Um, such a good movie. Deliver us from Eva. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Um, let me see what else. Huh. I love so many movies. It's hard to say. I'll tell you this. Netflix got some good ones. Netflix, top Netflix movies. You should watch The King. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was cool. 
I love that movie. Have you seen The King with Timothy Chalamet on Netflix? Did he? Is that like a, um, what is that? He was also in Dune. The King is about King Henry VIII, I believe. Oh, no, I haven't seen it then, no. Oh, my God. Good. Incredible. Such a good movie. And this actor, I mean, he's a kid. He's like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. But he's got a great (laughs) structure to his face. Mm -hmm. He just looks great in, in that particular role of Henry VIII. And when I was watching it, I was like, damn, this guy's going to be like uh, like the next Leonardo DiCaprio or Johnny Depp or something. Mm. He's He's got that vibe. Mm. So, yeah, that's a really Would good movie. Would you ever do like acting or modeling or anything? You've I've thought about face. it. My parents put me in it when I was a kid and, yeah, I, you've got a and I didn't want to do it. Keep the mustache and I fucked up. working. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say to you... Um, look like you're an office fan that you did you watch the office no what no i didn't you watch get the out office. Of my site right now <laughs> you're my apartment <laughs> what yeah i didn't watch what? the office i can't believe i'm hurt no i watched i mean i was i was into like friends that's oh, what friends. i watched of i watched boy meets fun. world I watched Boy Meets Corey World. Cory and Topanga. It wasn't that weird. I wrote it. I wrote us. Uh, he wasn't so funny, and then suddenly he became really funny. He was funny. He was always funny, and he does a Not lot of voices. The beginning of the show, he had more of a serious tone. He does a lot of um, voice acting. The, did it do Cartman? Will Fer- Will Ferrell is his name. <laughs> yeah, his name is Will Ferrell, not Will Ferrell, but it's very similar. Will Ferrell. Yeah. That's Eric's name? Eric is this the brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean Sean was the Sean, Sean was the high. one. Yeah, yeah because Sean he's like the, he's got the hair. Right? So yeah. And growing up me watching those shows, I always was like I'm going to try and be like that guy. Yeah, that guy's you pulling. Got it. You that got guy's it. pulling. You got it. When I was like really young, what was it? Drake and Josh. Remember Drake and Josh? Yeah. Remember Drake was always like making out with girls in every episode and playing guitar and all that that shit. I was like, I need to do that. I think you're that playing guitar, go (laughs) fucking make make out with a chick. So it was. I was always growing up watching those, and I'd I'd gravitate to those characters. Like that's how you You gotta be. You give it. Good. Good. Yeah. Because subconsciously, I tried. I trained for this my whole life. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's worked out, and that's probably why I'm still single. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking hoe. It is what it is. <laughs> Listen, I'll own up to I'll own up to my end when it comes to relationships. So you said you're a hoe? I can be said? a hoe, you yeah, for sure. So? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Any like any going. guy any guy could be a hoe. You think so? Oh, any any guy given the chance would be a hoe because it's in our DNA to be a hoe. To to hoe. So around. a guy who because like, back I in the day, tons of of nana. No, not necessarily. You know, because it's like I don't necessarily want to just, especially as I get older, just bang a bunch of random women. Yeah. You know, it's how you get dirty you know like yeah you got to be smart about it obviously but but it's also not like some guys have it a lot harder to get laid 
right? Mm. So that might build a thing. Like I've lived, and so if I was to get in a relationship with a with a with a girl, I I'm with that girl. I Mm. don't need. I've 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 seen the world. I can show you the world. I was that guy. I've I've been that guy. I can show you the world. I was Aladdin for a bunch of Genesis. You know, picking them up in the car. I can show you the. I got good at the song because I was. Yeah, because I had to do it every time because it was a new time every time. Yeah, I was gonna be Aladdin. Yeah, when they did that Aladdin, Aladdin movie, I was yeah. like, damn, I should have been Aladdin. Yeah, I would have been a better be Aladdin. See with the hat for real and just look Shave my face. No, work out. Go work out. No, Aladdin can't have a mustache yeah, for Disney. No. So. But when you're an actor, you gotta you gotta do it up. Yeah. I used to have long hair and a beard. Right. I look like Jesus Christ. Listen who listens to oh, Incubus holy, or some holy, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I looked like a fucking brown hippie Jesus. Probably looked homeless. And I would wear flannels. Black shirts always in a flannel in 93 degree weather. (laughs) And jeans. And people were like, who the fuck is this crazy person? Oh, man. Yeah. So I've gone through many different looks. Mm. And that is one thing I think would serve well for acting. Going through the looks. Yeah, you them and that'd be cool, you know. You what just would change be a role that you'd love to play. As an actor? <sighs> That's the tough thing. It's like, what do you Boxer, play? Acting seems so hard. Aladdin. I get self conscious. You get self conscious. Yeah, mm. you know, you get nervous. Like before you perform, imagine you got a whole set. All right, take three. Don't fuck this up this time, buddy. Uh, you know, and you're just like, oh god, and you're over here having a sexy. I don't it's know. like I oh. think your look just makes you look so confident all okay, the time. Good. I just don't see you. You just give. James Bond, like grown. So an action movie star, that'd be sick. Type of vibes. Okay, good. Solid. Good, good. Yeah. I'm almost thirty. Got to stop being a kid. It does. You do though. I forgot. You know what was one thing that was something really funny at the bar uh, a couple weeks ago? Some some old guy, his wife was like, "Oh my god, I love your mustache, right?" And he's like, and she's like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 28. And he goes, ah, you don't look a day over 30. (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah. But I got that whole swingery vibe. Like, come fuck my wife while I watch. Like, type (laughs) shit. Like, I'm not trying to do that, dude. I'd give that vibe. Yeah, no, you do. no I was Jesus, that's you, terrible. Because that's just give seventies porn. Right, that's what yeah, people right? think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been coming up to me, like uh, most. It's mostly girls coming up and being like, "You look like Freddie Mercury." Yeah, everybody's like, "All right." Yeah, when we first met you, we said that too. Freddie Mercury. From Hopefully, it's not from the teeth. No, because he has some fucked up teeth. <laughs> <laughs> But that's who I'm gonna be for Halloween, Freddie Mercury. Are you? Yeah. Ooh, I'm just gonna I'm wear the gonna wife, beater. wife beater. I wear it every. I wear it every week. <laughs> you see me in the wife you beater. Do, uh, yeah, you. But this it, time, man, this time look. without the without the fucking button down. It's a look. Yeah. 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 <sighs> this should be a good one. What are you gonna be for Halloween? Nothing. You're gonna be celebrate Halloween. You should be Cleopatra. Mm, I'd make a hot Cleopatra too. Do Cleopatra? Yeah, I look good in that wig. The eye makeup. Oh yeah. 
I will. Oh yeah, because they had she had the big. I don't even think I'll be in town for Halloween. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are your plans? I don't know. Well, it's on a Monday, but you could party that weekend. I'm I'm probably gonna go out to Clematis that weekend. What is it? Is it like Moonfest or something? No Uh, idea. Moonfest. I'm just gonna see what fucking ghouls and goblins are out there that night. That's right. Bunch of witches and shit. It's gonna be rowdy. Yeah. All right. I'll stop by. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. What do you say? We want to wrap this up? Yes. This was very fun. I hope to have you on again. Mm-hmm. Um, I look forward to your new music video. Yes. Talk to down. those that want to follow, you could follow Cleo at Powerhouse Cleo on Instagram. Yes. Um, yes. And tune in because it really is incredible. You got music on Spotify and everything? I sure do. Cleo Jador. Cleo Jador. Yes. C-L-E-O-J apostrophe A-Z-O-R-E. Beautiful. And I'll have the links on the description at the podcast. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. Peace out, motherfuckers. Peace out. I don't want to clean the mess that you've made But I gotta pick the pieces off the ground If I'm going out now, I'm gonna stay out loud Everyone that I love, they all turned away Guess I'm always on my own, all alone Now I'm gone at the bar, drinking whiskey while the music plays Sipping bourbon, got liquor swirling with different versions different person i'm sick with working this shit's for certain i'm deep in searching optimistic i keep on learning while reef is burning pop prescription the label's turning the hope i'm yearning it's got me bursting it's turning urgent but i'm emerging word it right and they start observing my heart's a burden there's no diversion what i determine i change in night in every life just like tyler durden i ain't hurting i stay committed i don't care who did it i've been essential to the game yeah my style's intrinsic Remain encrypted, realistic and analytic I took the hammer to the stone, now it's monolithic I don't wanna clean the mess that you've made But I gotta pick the pieces off the ground If I'm going out now, I'm gonna stay out Everyone that I love, they all turned away Guess I'm always on my own, all alone Now I'm gone at the bar, drinking Keep out of music, please Chosen my fate Working all day is a lot of my play Go to the bay Manage the books, make sure I get paid Ain't no debate Time never waits, it only decays Yesterday was feeling lonely Now today I'm getting late Paper chase On the trail, trying to make my way Don't pay to play Could give a fuck what all these haters say I change the pace and convey the truth Till you know it's real Shuffled up the deck and passed them out Now you know the deal I don't wanna clean the mess that you've made But I gotta pick the pieces off the ground If I'm going now, now I'm gonna say out
off the ground If I'm going now, now I'm gonna stay out late If I'm going now, now I'm gonna stay out late